Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. I'm Warren Bernard. Man, are we going to go down a fun one today looking at the work of Jack Cole, one of the all-time great cartoonists and somebody that it's about time we get on Cartoonist Kayfabe. But first I want to ask everybody watching the video to like, follow, and subscribe to Cartoonist Kayfabe if you haven't already done so. Hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button. That'll notify you when we post a new video and that'll give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect because a lot of times we cover a comic and we hear from people that go out trying to track that comic down. If you hit that bell icon, you'll, you'll be the first ones looking for whatever comic we are looking at that week. Also, let these videos play through to the end. That'll help YouTube share them with other comics fans who may not know Cartoonist Kayfabe and uh, we want to spread that cartoonist kayfabe word, so thank you for your help. This is a snuff video. Yes. You know, we we, uh, we let our comics breathe in the cartoonist kayfabe nation. Uh, Warren, what was the impetus for, for grabbing up this particular issue of Police Comics? Man, you a big fan of Woozy Winks? Well, as a matter of fact, this is the first appearance of Woozy Winks by sheer accident. Yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm assembling this World War II collection to, to tell the story of the home front of World War II through the pages of the through the covers of golden age comics and this one was great because here you've got these kids on a rubber salvage drive chasing plastic man okay <laughs> drawn and, this is drawn by a uh, reed, reed crandall, crandall yes also. and and so when i first saw this i'm sorry i just broke out laughing and i had to find it it's taken me two years to find a decent copy and so i could think of no better place on cartoonist kayfabe and i'm so happy we're doing this for jack cole because i don't know about you but to me yeah, Will Eisner did great splash pages, and so did Jack Cole. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this quality comics pedigree was probably some of the best in in in, in comics history up up to this point. You know, because you had uh, like Reed Crandall is the guy who was drawing the Blackhawks. Like when right. when when Sergio Aragones is on our channel, and he's talking about like loving the Blackhawks before you know some like hack artists came on. He's talking about Reed Crandall, Blackhawk comics. Uh, you got this early era um spirit story in here like a pre-war before uh will went went to do ps magazine and all that stuff and sort of build up his chops right uh and then jack cole like is just firing on all cylinders here right and and um you know al bryant was with them yeah i don't so. know al bryant is lou fine in this yeah yeah lou fine and he's not in this issue but yes he's part of that crowd yeah here. Last. It's Hulk style there. All right, and here we are. Nice. Put this over to the side. Put that in the center just for a second so people can see it. As it it is going to breathe its first air in God only knows how many years. There we go. This is like, uh, you know, you get your, your uh, comps show up and you smell, you open the box and you can smell like the fresh comics. Yeah, man. Oh, look, I love the, in fact, there are... Good seam. Good seam. And, um, and it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, this, and by the way, different comics, like for instance, you open up comics, they smell different than Sunday pages. Yeah. Which sell, smells different than pulps, which smells different than British comics. I've, I've been in the game long enough that I can tell if a book is printed in China or not by the smell of it. 
I find Europe and Italy has a very distinct smell. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the controversy that went on in uh, Pittsburgh when a copy of Detective Comics 27 showed up between the shop owners fighting with each other? <laughs> That's trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's trimmed and pressed. All right, here we go. I'm going to steal these out of the yep. frame. There you go. Let's set this up all nice. And here we go. A Feel that? Smell that? Okay. Is it good? So here we have... Police Comics number November. This is Police Comics number thirteen. And, and there it is. There goes your Blackhawks. Yep. And there is your beautiful splash page. So nice, man. Something about like just allowing a little negative space on the page just adds just a pleasing quality to the design. Well, and and people talked about Eisner's um, lettering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All of it, man. Yeah. Like directional devices exactly so and by the way this is the first appearance of woozy wonks as as i found out yeah me too while i was reading it i was one star story begins simply as this help i'm drowning okay hereby bestow upon you protection from nature from this day forth no harm no harm you shadro okay Woozy. So he decides to use his uh, skills for nefarious purposes, and he decides by flipping a coin. Should he should yeah. he use this protection for good or bad? I wonder what that sounds like, okay? <laughs> I wonder which came first. I'll bet you Clayface ripped this off. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to accuse. Here, go back one real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. Because uh, the visual humor is everything in uh, Jack Cole Plastic Man comics, and here we find him, our first appearance of Plastic Man in the strip. He's playing uh, checkers with some uh, janitor guy on the rooftop of the building across the street. <laughs> and the whole premise of Plastic Man is like real dicey when it comes to the idea of superhero because by day he's Ill O'Brien, the, the, like a criminal. Right. And throughout this issue, like he robs banks to just yeah. try, to try to get close to Woozy Winks. Right. Right, right. So there's this. Uh, Isn't that very much uh, Chester Chester Gold kind of gimmick right there? Yeah. It's what makes Plastic Man stand out in a lot of these Golden Age heroes because it's so original. It's you know it's still superheroes are necessary, but this is totally different than what you're getting out of a Superman character. It's all upright and and, and good. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's also sharply drawn. Oh, okay. Incredible. So so there, there's a precision to the to the line work here that you didn't really see in. A lot of the Golden Age comics. That little lace midriff piece on uh, the Plastic Man outfit that could that could have used a polish, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> it's a strange costume. So fun that whenever you, you see him showing up as like the chair in the background. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it just kind of hiding. That's that's really brilliant. Like you can't take this kind of stuff for granted. Uh, using like a different uh, sort of color for the flesh tone. Uh, you could find comics done way later, way newer comics, where they have the perfect Caucasian kind of flesh tone in these, like, night scenes. Well, and also, th this is a great night scene, because you got the moon back here, and just a little bit of light, and everything is the appropriate darkness. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, really, really well done. And uh, I like this Biff. <laughs> yeah, just, like, easy, dispatching him like nothing. And, man, this really makes me want to look at that Russ Heath, Harvey Kurtzman plastic sam comic right because it's right. even paced the the exact kind of same way and the ben oda lettering doesn't look that different than this stuff 
It's so ridiculous, though, the stuff that's coming up, right? A tree grows through the floor to separate, to protect Woozy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so this is this is where they, they first get together. One of the breakout hits, man, of uh, of police comics, quality comics. Yep, yep. It, it, not too long after this, it got its, um, around this time, it got its own title. Yeah, and it's interesting. Go, go back to the front inside cover just real quick, because... DC buys this stuff out. Yes. Blackhawks becomes Black Hawk, a yeah. DC comic. Plastic Man. Right. Yeah, I think DC it was like character. 55 somewhere in there yeah. that, that yeah. they right sold it the out. Right after the comics code. Right. Every now and then somebody makes a comment about the comics code, and I just want to ban them for uh, pretending that it didn't have the impact on comics. Oh, that it yeah, had. yeah. Like, yes, all of these publishers go away. It collapses yeah. the industry. Yeah. The, well, the, the peanut gallery is There's the no defense gallery. of the comics code. No. Well, but, but the other problem they had back then, in addition to the comics code, was they had a big distribution problem because they, yes. they, there were too many, too many publishers with too many titles going after too little rack space. Right. And so, you know, how, only so many can fit on a spinner. Yeah. You should just flip through uh, the rest just so, like, yeah, it's, a bunch sure. of, it's a bunch of middle grade kind of jobber guys doing uh, a lot of the other strips. But there is a spirit story in the back. Right. There's a, there's a spirit story. There is also, yes, here's some nice World War II stuff. It's remarkably good looking, this book, from story to story. I mean, look at this. You know, we're talking about splash pages of Will Eisner and Jack Cole. Yeah. That's a pretty sharp looking page. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, like, the strip before the spirit one... Uh, Will Eisner's hands are all over it. I like the color and the geometry of this. Super poppy, strip. right? It's yeah. almost like LB Cool type color choices. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so th this one is. Very golden age. Man. Yeah, right. Very, very, very golden age. You know, it's this is the stuff that's like that indefensible part where it's like, uh, why? so why did Stanley not want to talk about being in comics yeah the fire brand i'm not familiar with that one got to throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks absolutely and what sticks is blackhawks plastic man i feel like this is one of those strips that is uh like lou fine yeah uh you know i think lou fine had a had an oh, the, oh this is totally the, oh, an influence at the least that might be reed crandall uh no um no, yeah no, re, no. yeah reed crandall was only on the cover of this from what i read um, but there is another Jack Cole. This is this is a pretty good yeah, draftsmanship. Yeah, yeah really this is nice. real nice. That's a great face. Yeah, with some of that stuff, you can kind of see a little Eisner piece to it. But but the I think it's a strip right before the spirit that just like I, it, you know what it's going to be at right after. So you can see this is pre-war uh, Will Eisner. Like the right. lettering, he's still figuring that out. Like he's he's basically it's it's by the numbers, you know, using all the same language that we've seen in every other strip here. And Jack Cool is the winner. Like that that spirit yeah. splash page stuff. Maybe we can make an argument that Jack Cool is the guy that sort of showed showed Eisner the way. Man, that's an interesting interesting idea. This would be evidence. Oh, the adventures <laughs> of the spirit. Yeah, the melodrama of uh, of Will Eisner. Man, was at least always there. Phantom Lady. This is another oh, one that calls su to mind. Super, super, uh, Gil Fox. Fun. Look at this. Phantom Lady. Yeah, when you got these rubber figures and stuff. I just think any of the fine lines mm -hmm. you know, call, really make me think of him. So. And then Phantom Lady, that our boy Matt Baker would be a part of that. See, this this feels uh, little be parts in here that that feel like Eisner-ish. 
This feels like somebody going for it. There's yeah. a lot of detail in these pages. Yeah. Cool, like, lettering panel. That's a good splash, too. Was this Al Bryant? You know, this might have been Al Bryant. I, I forgot to bring my little cheat sheet with me about who all the... Well, at least according to the internets, who right. it might have been, and you don't know if that's correct or not. It's a good-looking comic. We've seen a yeah. few of these Golden Age comics, and like some of them really do look like they pulled an 18-year-old off the street, and, and you know they're just trying oh, to make yeah. pages. Yeah. That is not the case with this book. Well, and and all of the you know the um, the quality line, they, they, I think that they had the best um, artists. Yeah, definitely. Okay. definitely. I, I think this is another good-looking one, and look at the crazy color on that on that main uh, splash panel. Yeah, that's so good. Followed up it's by wild. that really good explosion using every look at hot what they're color. doing too. Like they're they're racing down this line on some kind of contraption built for it, and then a horseshoe. I think he's holding over it, following yeah. behind. The other guy's about to throw a missile. Right, but he's, got also, a, he's got a bucket full of missiles. He's chucking, <laughs> man. And, and I had Nerf footballs that were like that. Yes, yeah, and that uh, oh, by the way, um, just to be sure that everyone knows, it's a Nazi bomb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sure that you know they had all these. Says, oh, I think we need to draw a swastika on it's one of these. Product okay? placement. Right. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering if there was a this war guy. going on. I love this panel. Look at that dude's mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the suit. Dude, it's almost Klausian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the, all this, the searchlights. There are, th like, three spirit wannabes. See, this this one has Eisner's hands all over that. Yeah. Like, that's like... Alex Kotsky. Eisner did that face, man. Yeah, that whole panel is almost <laughs> Our guy starts powdering out, man, and gets a little <laughs> generic at the end. Deadlines. I wonder if this this is padding, like uh, like a padding fake name. Because I mean, look at that. Yeah. It's fucking the spirit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like Here it is. Studio. Best comics ever yeah. reached newsstands. Two smashing lead efforts. Plastic Man and the Spirit. That's a pretty strong tag team. Yeah. And it is funny that you have a house ad for the the comic that they just bought. So let's go through this. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Ed Piskor and Jim Rugg are Eisner Award-winning cartoonists who are applying all of the stuff that they're learning from the comics they check out on Cartoonist Kayfabe to their own craft. Uh, right now, today, uh, the new works by me, Ed Piskor, are uh, the Red Room series of comics. The Anti-Social Network is a trade paperback that collects the 2021 season of Red Room material. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in the Red Room series. And the current season of comics is called Trigger Warnings. In March, uh, the Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one saw the light of day. Uh, every issue is completely self-contained and forthcoming on a monthly basis will be further issues. This is the cover you want to look for uh, when you hit the comic book shops in April. You could see due to paper shortages and print delays, we were not allowed to uh, change our files. So disregard that January uh, statement right there. April comes, Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number two. Uh, in the bibliography, Rising Tide Raises All Ships, here are some other books in my bibliography that you could get your hands on that are still in print. WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker. X-Men Grand Design, three volumes of that. And Hip Hop Family Tree, 
four volumes of this comic are uh, freshly in print. It's, it was out of print for a little while, but thanks to uh, the cartoonist Kayfabe audience, we rushed this sucker back to print. Coming March 30th, uh, Hulk Grand Design Monster, and in April, Hulk Grand Design Madness, where Jimmy is taking the entire history of the Incredible Hulk and distilling it down into two 40-page volumes of Grand Design comics. These are some of the other variant comic covers that you're going to be able to find on the racks. The Ed Piscor variant, Peach Momoko, Marcos Martin for that first issue of Hulk Grand Design. And for Madness, got that Jeff Darrow cover, Ed McGinnis. The books that Jim has currently in print, Plain Janes and Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, scoop these comics up. We love seeing these numbers rise on the Amazon rankings, and we love hearing from the publishers that we have to go back to press. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. All right. All right, so for those of you that don't know, so this was, what, in the 80s? No, this was like the 90s, yeah, wasn't it? 2001? Chip Kid gimmick. So, th this is a magnificent book. So, this is uh, uh, a Chip Kid and Art Spiegelman, their book about Plastic Man. It's fabulous. Everyone should own a copy. Beautiful and when you book. go through here, I, you know, we just wanted to show some more examples of the splash pages. And so, here they took one to go ahead and make it the, the um, splash page of the book. And then, here you just get an idea of Jack Cole's virtuosity. In terms of what what he can do with covers so worth noting the cover of this book a plastic rubbery kind of cover you know this is this is really yes. you know chip kid leaning in right 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 yeah it's, it's it is plasticky and rubbery when you look at those plastic man uh covers that we just saw you have to think about that in context of like the superman uh covers that would be out there where it's almost indecipherable from one cover to the next yeah, right, it's, it's yeah. superman standing there yeah they're very top. static they're very static yeah you know we've been talking about eisner and these splash pages and lettering like i mean that is i think we i think we cracked something yes you know it's it's jack cole who who, who brought the ruckus and then eisner glommed onto that yeah because um eisner wasn't doing this kind of work until after, after the war uh, until after the war you know his his logos for the spirit prior to the prior to when he went in in the service in 42 were pretty static yeah and he wasn't doing this stuff and so here go the reason for showing everybody this there's another one right there this was also an early book that was doing the scan old comics and for reprints and, yeah. and do that rather than recoloring, uh, you know, line art or film. Right. Let me see. This one. All right, and then you got to show the big piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we are definitely going to show that. So let me see. And accompanied by historical text on there, uh, it is. by Art Spiegelman. All right. So Jack Cole, besides doing the Plastic Man, did this very famous point you guys to that image right there man the injury to the eye motif the whole reason there's like a subsection in the comics code authority that's right that's right and and this is this is jack cole he did he did this whole comic what was it true crime i think is what it was called and, and it's been reprinted in the 80s they would yeah. reprint this stuff because pre-code horror comics you know i guess are public domain a lot of them and uh murder morphine and me you can find in reprints i think my first exposure was in true crime from eclipse yeah or Yes, yeah, some crime books from Eclipse. Yeah, and, you know, I just I just got to read some of this for everybody, okay? You know, so the 
the hot blonde is like you can call me a tramp a bum but i'm getting this off my chest and you're gonna listen see <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the whole ugly truth about the isle of the dead the derelicts of drugs the murders at wholesale uh the murders at wholesale and me in the middle who was the big boss of it all you'll never guess brother not in a million years the true confession of a dope smuggler by mary kennedy yep the dope racket you know here she is you can see from her eyes she's you know clear heroin addict hasn't slept needs a fix and it's a good segue into part of what makes jack cole so special is it's not just plastic man right like yes he could do a lot right 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 and we'll see in a few minutes other stuff that he did you think of the contrast just between this and plastic man being kind of the bouncy bendy cartoony yeah. stuff and then this salacious crime i mean that's incredible yeah yeah it's all you know this is it's just fabulous stuff and and you and by the way this one volume you get like you know three or four full plastic man things you get this in there you get great commentary by spiegelman and, and chip kid and um so i highly recommend yeah look at that isn't that great that's a phenomenal panel and we assume he's lettering this himself right like oh when you yeah get these kinds of panels it's just one one more piece of his skill set and by the way that's another thing that like eisner right would have would have taken yes in that case it's like all right you dumb sap and give me to you squared you know what your dates were doing peddling dope right under your nose you were just a front you a dope dealer and i loved you i'm sorry this is great yeah because because we know in real life she would love him even, even more yeah well there is that <laughs> but th this panel is worth the price of admission right there just all, all the, the different faces around Yeah, doing a little fourth wall stuff right here man yep shaking the panels up the energy is what i what i would say is your connector you know from plastic man to this because he is doing he's pushing lettering he's playing with panel borders it really is just energy yeah i i, I love this right here yeah extreme foreground yeah play of this panel is just great just that just just the happy face on that guy <laughs> firing away so anyway everyone should go and get a copy of this so they can have a copy of uh this actually really amazing true crime drama with all the heroin addicts look and... at our girl man she got sucked up yep <laughs> monster and then uh this is actually a good segue into his playboy work so shall we take a look let's good old half man we know him to be all right so in the in the early 50s let me just center this correctly there we go um so th so there were three annuals that were put out very early on this is like 1952 or 1953 um 1957 i'm sorry and in here some of the more famous just there we go this is one of the most so he was drawing in this really super lush watercolor or gouache and um this is one of his most famous cartoons and it's not anything if you saw these and didn't didn't know who it was you would never ever connect this to plastic man no in any way shape or form but it shows the outright virtuosity of jack cole yeah the illustrators of that one. day like like you needed to have chops and all of that stuff in right. order to sort of make your living it wasn't always just comics and he was a part of comics when it went kablooey 
Right. So form follows function, man. It's, yeah. it's quite a, a, a testament, too, to go from pen and ink line work to doing color and no real line work. Yeah. It's not in the holding lines that we're used to in comics. Yeah, this is uh, totally different stuff. This is one of my faves. By George, I believe you're right. The rest of the Venus de Milo. And by the way, those that is for uh, basically a, uh, what one would consider to be an illegal act for, in terms of soliciting. <laughs> <laughs> is that the British fuck you or is that like a dying no, at the no, y? no, that's two bucks. <laughs> okay. And um, this is a family channel, so I'm not going to no, talk it's not about. A it's all good. As <laughs> we're, we're flipping through Playboy cartoons. And here's another one. I love this one. John, John, your creepy pee-pee is on. What? Oh, I see. The camera's pointing down. The camera's pointing down. <laughs> there, there was a time or two whenever I was st streaming here on the channel doing a drawing session, and I had uh, the microphone was built into my wireless headphones, and I'm like, oh, I got to go get a drink, guys. And, and, I, and I went and, Classic. and took a piss. And then when I came back, the comments are like, did you hear that? Like, like, what was that sound? And then I kayfabed it and went and made some tea. And I was like, all right, I just, I just wanted to go make a drink real quick. So, uh, oh, yeah, I marked one more. Here we go. That's great. Fake it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, it, it, the, he did these quite often. This is in 57. He committed suicide in 58. There's a whole story in that Jack Cole Spiegelman book of the whole story about the night he committed suicide and, and what actually happened and no one to this day understands or knows why he did it right okay now the another thing that he did for playboy was sold sold a uh, a comic strip around that time too shortly before his yes uh, i his think suicide. so so again speaking to like his ability to do everything like a lot of comic book artists tried to sell syndicated strips and right. did not were not able to. So the, so the, this was done. This was put out about 1965. This is seven or eight years after he passed away. And so while he was working for Playboy, every n number of issues there'd be two or three pages of these um, women and um, Jack Cole uh, getting a, a Hugh Hefner introduction. And so this is just. And, and this is deeply influenced by Robert Osborne. Osborne was doing this kind of work at the time, so he kind of took what Osborne was doing and put his own twist on it and then made it for the Playboy audience. So, uh, what William, kind of stuff would uh, Robert Osborne do? Well, for, he, like, New he well, him and William Steig and a couple of others, they were doing things that were based on emotion. They were doing things based on action, uh, not, not necessarily action, but... If you look at these craven exhibitionists, so these are human qualities, and they were doing like single panel things of representations of what those human qualities were, both Osborne and William Steig, starting in the 40s. So this is a little bit later than when, when they were doing it. Totally different mark making. Even his signature has evolved. Everything is different, and, and here this is, to me, this is brushwork. This is not, this is not pen and ink, unlike what we were seeing with the Plastic Man, which to me was all pen and ink. This would be like when you think you're hot shit and you're playing, uh, you're playing Pictionary and then the cards you get up is Persnickety and now you got to draw yeah, Persnickety. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Amazing marks. Like we always hear, you know, with the brush, your, your thin, thick, thin lines and you see a ton of those on these drawings. 
so uh once again the virtuosity of jack cole is proven in here because these are so these are different than the color work he was doing for playboy and different again from the stuff that he was doing for it has all the all the uh sort of principal things that you need it, it, there's great weight to the to these characters yeah that's that's funny yeah and, and some of these are actually you know very i like this the pro <laughs> yeah and no these are not politically correct for today's Femme fatale. That reminds oh, me of, the... uh, of you, Warren, at the beginning of the video, cracking open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the measurements. That's yeah, funny. right. Such <laughs> a great line, like in the hair and stuff. You see it a lot. So, uh, so anyway, this is, um, you know, once again, Jack Cole. Uh, Jack Cole. You know what? I brought one one piece too to add to the Jack yeah yeah Cole go conversation. ahead. And I think it's it's worth mentioning again just to kind of establish how significant he is in comics history and in that golden age era. So this is Stranko's story of comics volume two, and it's here. You know what? Also, Stranko draws a little plastic man right here, and we'll show a Toth one before we split. Yes. Yeah. Good call. But this entire it's a chapter that's just dedicated to Plastic Man and and to Jack Cole, and he and tells Jack the Jack Cole story. Right. You know, when he was a kid, when he's a teenager, like twelve or thirteen or something, bikes across country and back, seven thousand miles uh, round trip. He grew up near here, Ed, like an hour away. Yeah. I think, yeah. He's up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um. So, a fascinating guy. You know, pretty much throughout his life, from a very young age, and. Stranko dedicates quite a few pages. Yeah, exactly. So to, why don't we uh, to tell his story? Stephen King talks about Plastic Man comics being an influence when he was a kid. Uh, Jack Ketchum mentions Plastic Man comics in some of his novels. Didn't and Jules Fife? Did Jules Pfeiffer mention Plastic Man? You'd think so. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He was part so, of that system. So, Stranko gave him a lot of props right. in this. This was kind of a neat piece in in this book. Is this is a Jack Cole cartooning course, and I think it's interesting because like we've seen everything that he that he does, and yet whenever it's time to say like how to how to make comics or cartoons, these are the pieces that he focuses on, and this is your text explaining everything. It's kind of neat how this works too because everything's numbered so you can reference it in the text as to what's the example that yeah, I'm calling right. out. Yeah. But it's really focused on expressions, body language, the figure. Is, yeah. you know like that's that's your foundation for cartooning from you know Jack Cole's point of view. Fantastic. Yeah, this was, you know, I should, I, I should I'll reread this when I go home. So, but he, it, it's clear his love of, because he, he's getting some major ink right. here from Starenko. Yeah, for and sure. Then, and then, then you Classic go into. Cover. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, kind of a neat piece. And, and I like it for that uh, how-to cartooning course, you know, one pager, but some, some good tips there. Right, and then um, because DC absorbed all of quality, um, they did the Plastic Man reprints, you know, in the 90s. And here is Alex Toth, you know, talk about someone basically making an homage of someone that he admired. In 1998, this is, I don't know when he did that Batman black and white cover, but I mean, this might be the last Toth piece for DC Comics. Yeah, yeah. it very well might be. And and it's great. And again, and again in here, it's got all the... Uh, you can once again see the great lettering that he did. You know, look at that, and 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 as as we said, 
Eisner wasn't doing this on the spirit yet because this is still 1942 and these and, and clearly we have no alternative comics and Dan Klaus without this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I, I love this cover. This a splash page. Just look at that. So good. Yeah. So so you know I. This looks like Eisner might have drew, drew this cover. That's possible. Now, but but the thing is, I, I want everybody to understand that when you think of splash pages, you can't just think of Kirby and you can't just think of Eisner. You have to have you have to throw Jack Cole into that conversation. That's a really good uh, context too, because we've been looking at some of the old Kirby, like the the Golden Age Kirby, and his innovative stuff. And it does feel like there are a couple of these guys who were the innovators at that That's time right. period. And Jack Cole should be in that conversation. Abs absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And like I said, now the spirit post nineteen forty five begins to look like this. Right. But prior to forty five, his stuff was good, but he wasn't doing this stuff. He wasn't doing. You know, look at the way he put the plastic man in. And you think about what Eisner started to do, and you can see that. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Eisner fan. Everyone knows that. But here's another Eisner one. evolves the idea. Yeah, like, he evolves like Jack, the idea. Jack Cole took it to a place, then he went yeah. bougie and went to Playboy. Right, exactly. So, and by the way, this is a great set to have all the plastic mans. And there it is, Jack Cole for everybody. Super cool. Warren. Before we get out of here, man, let the people know where they need to go later this year. Uh, Small Press Expo, September 17th through 18th, Bethesda, Maryland, www.smallpressexpo.com. Hope to see you there. All right, K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster Number 1 hits comic shops this month. If you haven't already reserved your copy, tell your local comic shop owner you want one. This is the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk and two epic oversized uh, comic books available in March and April, and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see some of my original art and how I make these comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one is out on the stands right now. Uh, every four weeks, a new issue of Red Room Trigger Warnings is going to hit the stands, so go to your local comic shop, reserve your copies, get it put on your subscriber list. You can order them directly through Fantagraphics if you don't have a good shop uh, nearby, and uh, today you could read the comics on my Patreon as they are being serialized every Tuesday. I put new strips out, and there's more than 200 pages worth of uh, Red Room comics up there as we speak for the price of $3 for all of it. Uh, you can get to my links in my link tree in the description below this video. And subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, give them the marching orders. We're going to be on our way. Read more comics.